0: Hey there, guys and gals, and welcome back to Pairs Among People. So before I start this episode, I just want to clear up a few things. I'm pretty sure you saw the three asterisks on the title, and that means that this will be kind of a sensitive topic to talk about. I have no intention of offending anyone, nor do I have any intention of harming anyone. I'm just going to speak my mind, and I'm going to talk about my opinions and my personal mostly secondhand experiences with racism and racial discrimination. And yes, I will also talk about how those two things are different and why knowing the difference between those two is important if we want to take a step forward in eradicating this messed-up belief we have in society. Additionally, I will also talk about how discrimination and prejudice can exist in the same society in the form of classism. I will do my best to be as informative as I can. I hope you all will lend me your ears and I hope you all will take this journey alongside me. Take a breather. Allow me to give you a few seconds. Feel free to pause before we continue. Are you ready? Good. Okay, so let me start off with distinguishing three words. Racism, discrimination, and prejudice. Formally, we would have to look at Webster's Dictionary to define those terms. But nobody likes having to look at a dictionary to find out whether a word is really a word and to see how it can be used in context. Ahem, Scrabble. So I will define them in my own understanding. Racism is this belief that a person's traits and abilities are are limited to his or her race, and those limitations make that certain person of that certain race more inferior to other races. This is a practice. This is a learned thing. There is no etymological origin to the word racism, as it was a term coined around the late 19th century when modern English had already been popularized. So I will not bore you with the details of how the term was coined. But I will tell you the harsh truth. That everyone, and I say this with certainty, everyone, if not most people in this world, has been a victim of racism and has committed an act of racism at one point. And no, it isn't just Caucasians to African Americans. It is, unfortunately, Everyone against everyone. Let's face it. In your past, you probably thought that Asian people are better at math or just more academically inclined. That's a stereotype and that's racism. You probably thought that African American people are more inclined to deviate into a life of crime. That's a stereotype and that's racism. And acting upon it is discrimination. Specifically, racial discrimination, and that's the next term I will discuss—discrimination. There are tons of different types of discrimination. I remember speaking at a symposium for social studies in the 10th grade, and I mainly talked about the different types of discrimination. Examples of discrimination are namely racial discrimination, gender discrimination, age discrimination, disability discrimination, and many, many more. Real-life examples involve police brutality, especially one of the most recent cases that gave a new spark to the Black Lives Matter movement. In this case involved George Floyd, rest in peace. And it isn't just Floyd. There are tons of other African-American people who have been victims of different degrees of murder, manslaughter, and so many other unjustifiable crimes. Breonna Taylor... She was one of them. She was an African-American woman who would have been 27 last June 5th if it wasn't for the three officers who murdered her on account of her apartment being used by drug dealers to receive packages. And it wasn't even—they didn't even have a warrant to search that apartment. Okay, I'm wrong. They did have a warrant, but still— It was on account of speculation. She was murdered on account of speculation. Her apartment was being searched on account of speculation. All of this speculation, it isn't evidence. Speculation is more subjective than it is objective. Evidence exists to not put a bias on anyone. Evidence exists to point to the clues of the real culprit. And because of that speculation, she was murdered. Think about that for a second. And tell me you're not. And tell me that you're angry. Tell me you're not calm about thinking. Because I'm definitely not calm about. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, there's this other man. His name had come up in the news a lot of times for a period of time. His name came up in my Twitter timeline. His name is. Amoud Arbery, and I'm sorry if I butchered that, but he was a man, another African-American man, just like Floyd, just like Breonna. They were all normal, but the thing about Amoud's death really... Mm, my God. He was shot without warning. The man was jogging. He was shot by these white people. He was shot by these white supremacists. And that is not reverse racism. I will explain why that is not reverse racism later on. But these killings, these crimes, extrajudicial or not, are acts of racial discrimination. Now the question in everybody's mind is probably this. Why do we, human beings, who used to be very kind and very peaceful, why do we discriminate? Why is it, That there is this urge, this feeling of fear that someone of different color will attack us. Why is it that even though we don't intend to be racist, we still are? Why is it that we use racial stereotypes to our advantage and put people of different ethnicities, of different races in this box of standards? And speaking of that box of standards, allow me to explain why reverse racism though being an interesting concept, cannot exist and should not exist. That box of standards is white people. Basically, everything that makes white people white, that makes Caucasian Caucasian, every culture, every belief, everything that they do and every other race is being compared to that box of standards that is why reverse racism cannot exist because even though there are times that the oppressors can be the oppressed it is impossible in this context because white people have had this power for a long long time and they have developed this power into manipulation Well, that's just my perspective on it. That's my opinion. So yeah, we're going to move on. I know. You will say that you don't do it anymore. You aren't racist. But there are people out there who still have racist tendencies. When they see a group of African American people gathered in a certain area, they will tend to walk faster and keep their things close to them. When two people a Caucasian man and a Hispanic man apply for the same job with the same qualifications, it is most likely that the Caucasian man will get the job. Why? It is because of our ingrained prejudice. Aside from the other two terms discussed, prejudice has a clear etymological origin that can be used to define the term in this context. In Latin, the word used to be prejudician. Pre meaning advanced and judicia meaning judgment. So the whole thing, prejudice, it means advanced judgment. And this definition can be used to define prejudice. Yeah. And within prejudice, this feeling exists because of stereotypes, which can be defined as generalizations made from actions of a certain race that apply to every person of that race. This feeling of mistrust and fear stems from our biases toward people. And these biases appear everywhere. And they even affect material objects. Let's say you have this standard for attractive people. They have to have a perfect nose. They have to have robust eyebrows. You have standards for beauty. That's a bias. Because you... Just look at attractive people like they are this whole thing, but while the other people who are less attractive than your ideal type are just no way. I'm not saying that's you, but who am I to judge, right? <laughs> Another example is that you prefer Japanese films over Korean films because you prefer. The way Japanese films look, the way Japanese actors look, you prefer the way the Japanese language sounds like to your ears, that's a bias. And if you have noticed, in the last minute, I have made an advanced judgment because prejudice is an attitude that everyone learns. And racism is a complex kind of bias. Racism is fluid. Racism can be committed through unconscious biases and these unconscious biases are learned they are ingrained in our system sociology can help us understand this this field of study focuses on how a human society develops and this field of study also shows how an individual develops as a member of society with the help of the many influential elements okay i admit that i am not a master in social sciences or sociology itself But I am willing to share the knowledge I have about this field of study to try and understand the roots of racism. So many social scientists say that a person is a member of society as well as a representation of that society. It's like saying how one bad action can make a person seem so bad. Well, a person who lives in a certain society can be representative of that society no matter how he or she lives like. And a person in society is influenced by many things curated and procured and made by society itself. A good example from Crash Course Sociology, don't judge me, I will really cite that show, watch it, it's great not even a show. It's a YouTube show. Anyway, according to Crash Course Sociology, a good example of how we as people are also products of society and how we are also being influenced by society, a good example is a very simple one, and this is your music taste. Personally, my music taste is kind of messed up, but I agree that music taste is an Is a product of influence Everything around you Is an influence of society Everything around you Is a product of society And those products of society Will always work hard No matter how directly Or indirectly They will always work hard In making you be influenced By its creator or maker Or something Anyway, back to music taste Let's say that you are a fan of pop music. You like Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish. Whatever pop music artist there is out there, you listen to their new releases and you talk about it with your friends. Now, that latter thing, that that latter event of talking with your friends, that is an influence to society because... Who knows, maybe your friend was the one that introduced you to this pop music. Maybe you saw a music video being played on a billboard somewhere. And those things are influences. Now, I can't really explain why things are like this, why we are easily influenced by things like those. It's deeply rooted in our psychology, and it's a very broad topic. But back to racism... How does sociology help us understand this? Because we are taught racism. We are taught propaganda. We are taught about the history of all these bad things that happened and all those causes and all those things like the opium war the Civil War, whatever kinds of wars against people, slavery, we are taught those things. And we understand that racism does exist. So we don't really need to ask the question, why does racism exist? We don't. Because we have already been learning that for a long time. And we understand why racism exists. We have a glimpse of understanding why racism exists. And that small answer can help us find the big answer and lead us to another question. The question we should ask is not, why does racism exist? The question we should ask is, why does racism still exist? We don't have all the answers. Science cannot give us all the answers. And yeah, because it's hard to understand humans. It's hard for humans to understand other humans because we are not them. We don't have their mind. We don't have their mindset. What we can try to do is understand the behavior so we can work together in making a better future. Because it doesn't matter whether a human is good or bad in nature what matters is that they were better than before. They were better people than the ones that they were yesterday. And they are striving to be better people in the next day, in the next week, in the next month, in the next year, in the next lifetime. And this fight against racism, this war, it will never stop and it will not stop soon unless we all start to realize that everyone is different and that is okay. And because of this racist behavior, it emerged again because of the coronavirus. People have been making fun of Chinese people, even in the Philippines, because of the emergence of this virus, because Chinese people have Started it. Okay, you can be mad at them for a while, but you have no. There's no justification to generalizing the whole COVID 19 thing about every Asian ever. And I know that Filipinos, native Filipinos, don't look. Okay, that's also racist. I know that native Filipinos don't look like the general idea of how Asians really look like, but we are still Southeast Asian. And that is part of Asia. And we have a lot of diversity too. We have Chinese Filipinos. We have Mexican Filipinos, Spanish Filipinos, whatever kind of Filipinos. Because really, if you think about it, no one is already authentically any race. They have a part of a different race in their blood. They just don't know it yet. And seeing that people here in the Philippines make fun or poke fun or even insult Chinese Filipinos to an extent that they would physically abuse them it's such it's such a letdown to my country I will not talk about other experiences of other people because that's for them I don't know how they feel but I will talk about how I feel I feel angry basically I just feel angry because half of my family is Chinese Filipino and I grew up in a Chinese school. I grew up around Chinese people, so i I got that culture. I got that thing where I had to be respectful towards my elders. I had to wear red every social gathering, every formal gathering, and hearing native Filipinos make fun of Chinese behind her back, saying ching chong or whatever. It just... Mm. Another thing, you have to educate yourself. Yes, we will educate you for you, but you have to know what you did wrong because everything is so sensitive now and we can't lash out at you because that will make us seem like we're the villain. You will use that and you'll make us seem like the villain. We can't lash out we have tried to educate you a lot of times. We have said our piece, and it's been it's been going on for so long. It's been going on far enough, and it's so tiring. Uh, it's just no one is born like this. We we learn this through our social interactions, and it's a fact because some some social scientists conducted an experiment on this child i think it was a child whatever they kept him or her isolated for like a period of time and that child did not really develop as well as other children who got to be around their parents who got to be around other people that is because when you are interacting with someone you get to learn more about the world you get to learn more about their opinions and On a lot of things. So the root of the problem is not really the people itself. Because the people are just receivers of that information. The root of the problem is the society. We need to do something about the society. Because as much as we don't like it, change has to happen. Change always happens. Change is the only constant thing in the universe. Change is the only thing that stays. You will not stay. I will not stay. But change will stay. Change is what drives us all. Change is the thing that we want, and change is the thing that will happen, hopefully. And that's the thing. People in the past have been hoping for a change, especially those other African American people who have been in the first civil rights movement and are still in the Black Lives Matter movement right now, seeing that there's little to no change at all. Once again, I'm just going to share this. There are a lot of links to many petitions. I put links to cards in the description of this episode. Educate yourself. Look up petitions. Sign those petitions. Donate if you have money, if you have income. Let us work together and just stop the violence, honestly. Just, just stop the violence, We can't make a utopia happen, but for what it's worth, I just let us all just have hope for a better tomorrow for the future children. Because these future children, this is what we're making the world to be. We're making the world for them. We don't want this racism problem to go on for more than a century again. It's just... huh. One last thing I would like to add, I would like to talk about. To those of you who belong in families that are very racist, please try to talk to your parents, to your families about this. And to those of you who tried and still haven't got a positive response, to those of you who have been punished because of those beliefs, fight. Okay? Have hope. Fight the good fight because this is something that will not go away and this is something that we should believe that will really change the world i understand that it's disheartening that the family that you came from don't doesn't share the same beliefs that you have but once again every any belief re- any belief that you have shouldn't really be in line with the ones that your parents have If your parents believe this, you shouldn't really believe that. It isn't required for you to believe that. It just hurts because I've seen videos circulating around the internet of teens teens secretly taking videos of themselves and discussing with their parents about this racism problem. And those parents are very frustrating to listen to. Because those parents are saying, Oh, you can't do anything. You are just one person. You can't change anything. And if you are a parent and if you say that, if your parents says that, I'm so sorry for you. A family is supposed to be a social group, a good one at that. We encounter so many social groups and we see them as bad. We perceive them as bad. But when we see our family, we should see them as good. So when we hear this from our parents like, Oh... You can't change anything. You're just a teen. You can't change anything. That's so disheartening. And I understand that they grew up with different beliefs. They grew up in a different time. But that's the thing. They grew up in a different time. We are in the modern age now. Modern problems call for modern solutions. So we can't really go back into the past to look for a solution. But we can look into the past to find ways to create a solution so try hard as you can to get as many people to rally up as many people and let us all fight this fight together because we may be different we may have different religions different languages different colored skin but we all have something in common we are all people we are all humans we all belong to the human race we all are each other's brothers and sisters. We are all created for a reason and for one reason only, and that is to love. And if you can't do something as simple as love, you are not a human, you are not a person, and you are cancelled. <laughs> anyway, this is this has gone long enough. I have ranted about this topic. There, there's actually a lot more to be... Discussed, But then, I don't want to stretch it out until 30 minutes. So, yeah. Um, I hope you all will look at the petitions, look at the links I put in the description once again. I hope you all will sign those petitions. Girl, sign it. And I hope that you will join protests around your area. Let us all fight that good fight. Yeah. So... Hope you all have a great day. Bye!